You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. 19 after 5. There was a bit of a confusion, some confusion a little earlier on when it, when news emerged that UCT has decided, at the beginning, the story uh, read that UCT has decided uh, to suspend classes for the rest of the year. But there was then a statement that clarified that it's actually just the health sciences faculty that has decided to suspend some undergraduate teaching uh, but that the 2016 academic program at UCT continues. I've had a couple of um, parents here in uh, 702 land who have children at UCT who are getting involved in this issue. I'm going to play you a call that I took, uh, a clip from a call that I took earlier on from a parent here in Johannesburg concerned about his daughter who is at UCT. Take a listen. Well, apparently she's, uh, the dean's communicated to the students uh, saying that uh, they've decided to suspend all academic activities till, till January. Uh, and then they will reassess and probably do a mini semester in Jan, uh, trying to complete the academic year, write exams, and then, and then move forward to the following year. I mean, you can imagine the frustration. She's sitting in Cape Town for a month almost doing absolutely nothing. And it's just really frustrating. I mean, I sympathize. I know the struggle is real. But surely, I mean, there must have been some way we could have, uh, you know, come to some sort of uh, agreement with with, with the administration and government. And, you know, the fight is not really what university administration. It's what government. Mm. Uh, And as much as uh, Max Price has tried and tried to appease the students to a certain extent, there's just no uh, agreement, you know, the goalposts keep shifting every time. And it's just really frustrating. I mean, being a parent, you can imagine what it's cost me in, in, in just tuition fees and and boarding and spending for my daughter in Cape Town. It's really, really frustrating, you know. Mm-hmm. She called me this morning and, uh, and she was in tears. Right, a parent calling us a little earlier on. But also I've got Wilson in Campton Park. Wilson, good afternoon. You've also got a daughter at uh, UCT Medical Faculty. Thanks, Holani. Yes, I've got a daughter uh, what you call, uh, in the what you call health sciences faculty. And she called me just a short while ago to say that, I mean, that the what you call uh, the, um, the school has been cancelled and I'm coming back. All right. Now, the thing is, my daughter is actually on, uh, on NASA. All right. Now, here's one point that I just want to make. Um, I've just observed recently, at least in the past two weeks, that um, at Holani, as well as uh, UCBS, you actually have stopped asking, you know, um, critical questions. Whereby, at least, you know, the guys that are, are, are protesting, and they are the ones, actually, that have got a bigger voice on the, um, what you call, uh, in the media. And you don't ask them, you know, critical questions so that at least, you know, they should be exposed. Here, we are talking about people that are critical thinkers of tomorrow, all right? They haven't come up with a model of to say, okay, no, this is how, you know, we'd like, you know, the education to be funded. And yet, on the other hand... Uh, the government, say, from the point of view of uh, uh, the minister, uh, uh, Dr. Zimbani, okay, had actually, you know, uh, come with a bit of um, an offer, and that cannot be taken. So what has happened now is that the government is a villain. They bring in the police who were not there, you know, from the beginning, and everybody was asking where the police, where the police to call the, what you could call the situation. And now the police are there, they are also a villain. Because it is the students that, that are the victims. And yet nobody is actually, you know, asking the critical questions so that they should be exposed about their, you know, bad behavior. And it is not all students, but this is a bit of a, you know, what you call a, you know, um, a general statement that I'm making. However, if you look at people like uh, this 
Nomtwebo and the other student. Perhaps, I mean, that guy is only is, is 32 years old. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the way schools work in South Africa, is that, I mean, at this point in time, that guy should be in the corporate world. In fact, he's not even doing a PhD. I think he's doing his master's. Hmm. That means the guy, you know, he is only contributing to the fractured environment at the university. And it's like all universities in uh, what you call in the country have actually been held to ransom simply because of it. Because no one dares to actually you know, go ahead with lectures simply because VET is still on the onslaught for their agenda. Okay. It is a good agenda, like everybody says. Sure. But uh, please ask critical questions to these students that are actually coming on your platform and then let them bring their model, which they, they say it is a better model, which is a free education. All right. Wilson, okay. listen, I understand you are angry and uh, obviously there's always going to be a shift of blame that you are responsible, who is responsible. But let me go to Professor uh, Max Price, a UCT Vice Chancellor. Prof, good afternoon to you. So you've got two parents who are really angry. They've got their children with you at UCT. And, of course, there was this announcement this afternoon. How would you respond to their anger? Well, I identify with it completely. I think they both make completely valid points. Part of that anger I should highlight is aimed at the media for not uh, putting enough focus on the students or the, 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 the groups that are demanding that there should be free education, which is a national issue, but targeting the universities and the vice chancellors as the instrument of achieving that, when firstly they know that the universities and vice chancellors can't deliver free education, uh, and secondly, they must know that they are putting the futures and the lives, not the lives, but the the, the, the careers of thousands and thousands of students who have indicated through polls and votes and other things that they support free education or that they support cheaper education, but they don't support shutting down the universities as the way of getting that. And yet those students are not able to study, possibly not able to write exams, uh, possibly not able to graduate and start earning next year. So I, I completely identify with that anger. And, um, but but you, your first caller was talking more specifically about UCT. Yeah. Do you want me to address that? Please address that uh, because I'm going to come back to this issue that personally I choose not to 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 be defensive or to blame anyone for this. I think all of us yeah. should do more as opposed to yeah. blaming one part of society over another. But let's just go back to the announcement that came from your university. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. We'll come back to that. Well, um, for, a, for a university, the most important thing is to preserve the quality and credibility of its qualifications. Our long-term reputation is much more dependent on the quality of our degrees and teaching than it is on a temporary period of protesting and, and, and of, of, um, of unrest. So, yes, it's going, to comp- it's going to damage our reputation a bit that we have had a period of uh, an unsettled period for three or four weeks, and maybe that we, there will be some programs which don't complete the year this year, but the long-term damage would be much greater if we ended up offering degrees and qualifications which didn't maintain their international and local reputation. So in the case of the medical school, firstly I should say that the, the three senior years of medicine, medicine is a six-year degree, the three senior years of medicine is largely taught in hospitals and clinics, and similarly the final year of, which is the fourth year of other health degrees like audiology, physiotherapy, occupational therapy. Those final years are also largely clinical activities. They're taught in hospitals, and those have not been disrupted through the um, Fees Must Fall campaign 
and through the disruption. And I hope, and there's been some recognition by uh, the protesters too, that those programs should be allowed to continue because these people are going to graduate next year and they're going to be needed, or this year, and they're going to be needed next year to staff the health services, thousands and thousands of them. And the health services could collapse if we didn't have those graduates. And the quality is not being compromised because it happens out there in the clinical settings. But the early years of these degrees, the first three years, there is a lot of um, clinical, there's a lot of practical work, let's say dissection, or working in a physiology laboratory, or working with patients in a clinical setting at the health science faculty. Now, we decided uh, a week ago that we would continue the academic program, but we wouldn't continue classes because the classes were being disrupted all the time. And we also decided we would run the exams in November as, as we expect to, but we would use distance learning or online learning or paper handouts of lectures or recorded video podcasts, mm. um, all sorts of other methods. But the one thing you can't do is, clinic, is practical training. So where a practical lab is involved, um, the risk is that we would compromise the quality of those courses if we try to complete the year without doing that practical work. So rather for those courses, the health science faculty has decided that they would rather let people go home now, come back at the beginning of, the next, of next year. We hope that we will have uh, addressed nationally and locally many of the issues that are currently causing the, the, the disruption and the shutdown. And then we will run uh, roughly three weeks or so of, of teaching, including the practicals, at the beginning of next year, and then we'll offer the final exams, which would have been written in November, will then be written at the end of that practical period. Is that so, likely to extend to other faculties? It will extend to some. Some faculties have already decided that um, they are going to do a mixture. So, for example, in the engineering and the built environment, where you also have uh, important practical laboratories, they're going to complete the theoretical work this year, which can be done online, and they will write exams uh, in in in, uh, in November, mm. so that's going to continue, which means those students don't go home now, but they're going to come back uh, next year at the, before the the term starts uh, during January, and they're going to have what we call a mini semester to catch up the practical work that they would have missed that would normally have been taught in the last four weeks. So this is all; these are all. It's going to be different in different faculties yeah. and different programs depending on what their requirements are. But this is all aimed at ensuring that ultimately the quality of what we do is... There, there may be some compromises, but they will be minimally compromised. Prof, so, so some will say that that's exactly what some of the protesting students have been wanting universities to do, to shut down and not be able to save uh, the 2016 academic year. So the issue is, have the universities blinked? Well, um, I mean, in, in that sense, that particular... You know, I don't, I don't think the universities blink because we're talking about one out of six faculties and we're talking about only half the students in that faculty because it's not the, it's the first three years. Um, but yes, uh, we're blinking in the sense that the first priority is to preserve the quality of what we're teaching. And if we find that ultimately we can't preserve that quality, then we've got to make another arrangement. Sure. Um, it's not our making. It's clearly not what we want to do. Uh, we don't really see ourselves as being the enemy against the students. Uh, we see ourselves caught in the middle to a significant extent. I think uh, most of society does. Prof, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but can I bring you back tomorrow so we can discuss the role of all of us, including the media? How do we deal with this issue? What are some of the problems that you've observed having been in the middle of this? Can I do that tomorrow? 
I'd love to be back. Okay, fantastic. I'll bring you back tomorrow. Uh, UCT Vice Chancellor, Professor Max Price.